Awesome. Hey, thank you so much, Zach. You're amazing, man. I'm old enough to be your dad. Easy. I'm old enough to be your dad, man. That's right. Easy. And, uh, but I love the generations walking together, right? It's just so good having the next generation rising. And so we love you, Zach. Thank you so much for leading us through, the, through that time of hosting us so well. You're amazing. So good. So good. All right. How is everybody? How are you guys? Good to see y'all. Good to see you, everybody. You're looking good. This, this, the, the guys are looking pretty colorful over here, looking pretty good. Um, yeah, I like, I like what, I like that. I like, I like the center row. Looking very good. It's good to see some new second rowers right here. Um, great to have some new second rowers. Uh, you're welcome on the front row, by the way. And, uh, and this, this side, oh my goodness, what a great side. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're going to rap. This side is going to rap for the rest of us. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, wow, so good. Well, it's good to be in the house this morning. Um, give me a wave if you love the worship. Our God reigns. That's talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ reigns. And that is a statement of fact and um, bring it, Lord, bring it, bring it, bring it, more and more. <sighs> well, anything could happen this morning. The Lord is in the house. I feel like um, I have a, a prophetic thing for you this morning. See how it goes. Um, Zach was talking about Digging deep, a vision where the Lord said to him to dig deep. And last night I had this prophetic dream. I was asking and waiting on the Lord um, for something for to share this morning. And uh, the Lord gave me a dream. And in the dream, I saw the stakes or the, the pegs um, going out. And I saw this big stake S-T-A-K-E. If anyone got hungry just then, I wasn't talking about meat, all right? I was talking about a big stake for the ground that people were digging a hole for and was extending over a concrete barrier. And I felt Isaiah 54 verse 2 that the Lord is extending us and He's strengthening our tent pegs. And uh, there's something about digging deep in this season for us. And there's something about extending for us in this season. I want to touch on that. Um, before I do, I want to share some testimonies. I've asked Brian to share a testimony as well. Brian, we love you. Love your whole family. Oh my goodness, your children are amazing. How great and amazing your kids are. That doesn't just happen by chance, my friend. God has a lot to do with it, but you've got to align a little with the Lord to get that happening. Um, let me share a testimony first, and we're going to hear, hear yours. Um, I was one of the last places, my first preach, actually, outside of Bethel, post-COVID-19, was down in Christchurch, was it two or three weeks ago? And um, I want to share this cool testimony of, I had, a, I had a word of knowledge, I went into a vision, and in the vision, I saw, um, I went it like uh, the vision, I saw the, the nerve damage in someone's, um, the bottom part and left-hand side of their face and across the one side of their body and that their nerves weren't firing properly, that there was pain, but also that um, the signals from the nerve endings were giving false, um, just weren't working. And... Anyway, there was this woman there, and that, that word of knowledge was for her. And we prayed for her. We just prayed from a distance, no laying on of hands at first. And the power of God began to actually move through the meeting. Miracles began to happen. Um, and this woman, she had had the nerve damage for over one year. It was awesome. Then we thought, well, God, you've started the miracle. You're the Alpha. You're also the 
omega. You don't just start things, you see them all the way through to the end. And so Lord, we're going to ask of you that you would continue. And I know Zach went over, laid his, laid his hands on her head, shoulder, I don't know. And anyway, she came up to me after the service and she said after one year of messed up nerves that, 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 that the doctors couldn't, couldn't figure out what, what, she, what to do with, she was 100% completely healed. Isn't that amazing from Jesus? That's so good. Brian, come on up and share your testimony, man. As you're coming up, yeah, give this guy a big clap. Love you, man. Hey, guys. Oh, wow, this side is colourful. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Um, my testimony uh, is about healing. So um, I'm expecting healing to happen right now. Um, like, I'm just going to pray a short prayer. I hope you don't mind. Uh, I'm sure you don't. <laughs> Being a church and all. Um, Lord God, I thank you for your spirit of revelation. And I know you're going to sweep through here and there's going to be people... Uh, uh, questions answered and uh, revelation going in deep into the hearts of people here, and I thank you for that. And um, okay, back on to uh, back on track. Friday just on the one before, and I was working away, cruising along, and uh, doing what I do, uh, digging in the dirt or scratching on kumaras and things. And um, <laughs> Zach saw me doing it the other day. And anyway, I was right in the same spot Zach saw me at the other day, so I asked him where I was, and. Uh, and my boss's father was walking backward and forward. He was, he was walking around and, you, you know, I've, I've worked with this guy for a few years now and I, I know when something's not quite right physically and, and he was sort of limping around and he's one of these tough, it's Dennis. He's one of these t- tough old guys that just does, he just keeps hanging on, you know what I mean? And <laughs> he, uh, I said, Dennis, are you all right? He says, oh, my back, it's been, it's been crooked for a few days now. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just really sore. And it was evidently sore because normally if something's sore, he just wouldn't show it. But this was really sore. So I said, well, I just shared a little testimony with him about some healing that had happened with a guy's back down, uh, my neighbour, down Scotty's Camp Road. And um, he said, well, well, heal me. I'm like, you know, he's pretty straight up, eh? And I was like, okay, come over here. I'll pray for you. Lord Jesus, you know, uh, and I, I just pray you be with Dennis and things. And anyway, um, I, I spoke to his back and said, right, you're healed, okay? So he, he hobbled away and I said, like, for me, that when, when I ask God to heal it and I proclaim that it's healed, for me, that's it. It's done. It's a done deal, okay? So I, I don't ask again or anything like that. It's just like, yeah, it's done, Okay. Okay, whether, whether his brain understands that or not, doesn't matter. It's done. Okay? So I'm just like, oh, hop along. Hop along, bro. <laughs> You'll be all right. You'll be sweet as. And um, anyway, uh, it was about smoker time. So I went into the smoker room and I was cooking up a coffee or something. And then I hear a knock on the door and his wife walks in. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, this is a bit unusual at smoker time. She says, um, uh, I got a really sore back. And I was just... <laughs> I was just wondering if you could pray for my back as well because Dennis just told me what happened. I'm like, double whammy. <laughs> so she came in, I spoke to her back and I'm like, yeah, it's healed. You know, I'm going to go back. And Well, she came and visited me just before Zach turned up on Thursday and, um, and she came to me. She'd been for a walk and she came back and she said, you know what? I went away from that and... Um, I went to bed and I was still a bit sore and I woke up the next day, I didn't even think about it, it was two days later and I was like, oh, wait a minute, I had a sore back. And Dennis had a sore back, but now they're totally healed. Just a little bit more. And the wonderful thing about it is they had dinner um, with some people last weekend and Dennis is not a believer, his wife is a believer. And... um, they went to dinner with one of um, Beth's cousins and Dennis was the one that shared the testimony to the cousins. So hopefully it just keeps rolling. Praise God. Yeah, come on. So, so hang on, hang on. Let me just make sure I got this straight, right? Dennis, the unbeliever, is the one who's sharing the testimony 
of the goodness of God at work in his family, to his cousins, to his family. Come on, Jesus. That's so good, right? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, we have an, I have an amazing life group. I have an awesome life group. Is anyone here in this room from my life group? Just give a little, give a little shout. It's a little bit more awesome than that. Come on. Yes, Barbara, come on. Yes, come on. Anyway, um, had an awesome testimony from our life group. Um, she's just, only just started coming along. She hasn't yet ventured into our church and her name is Olivia and uh, she's awesome. Um, she shared the story that she was going to see her grandma. Her grandma lives in Otangere. She was driving her car, not an old car, not, you know, a good, a good quality car into Otangere to see her grandma. It started to rain. So she flicked on her windscreen wipers and her windscreen, and her windscreen wipers, she flicked on and her car just broke down, just broke down right there in the road. And she's like, what is going on? She gets out and she's like, this has never happened to me before. And before she can think, a car comes flying around a blind corner on the wrong side of the road, which was the corner that she was about to drive down. And what that meant was that car, it was, it was in a, a police chase. It was a police chase with a car careening around the corner on the wrong side of the road. Her car has just broken down for the first time. And had, she, had it not have broken down, she would have had a head-on collision. And then, and then she jumps back in her car, turns the key and drives off. Come on, Jesus. That is so awesome. That is just so cool. Um, Joel and I, we, we had, we had, um, we had a, a hangout, a cup of coffee at Bocky Boo. Actually, you had a, I had a coffee. You had, you had the sticky date pudding, man. And um, so Joel was energized. I'll just say that. I was caffeinated. And um, we jumped out from Bucky Boo, just down there, and just on Quality Street. And there was a man who was limping past us, like limping, like dragging his foot along near I wouldn't want to exaggerate this and say a cripple, but gosh, pretty close. And there's something about the spirit of faith. Like I just had, I felt like momentum, spiritual momentum come, like this heavenly momentum. And I thought, why don't I just ask this man if I can have a quick cut of care with him? And before I knew it, I was asking this man if I could have a quick cut of care with him before I could think too hard. And we started talking to him anyway. It's quite a funny story because um, we started talking. Hi, my name's Andy. Uh, what's your name, sir? What's your name, Matua? And uh, he shared his name with us. And I said, you know, I believe in the power of karakia, which is the Maori word for, for prayer. And uh, he said to me, prayer, he doesn't believe in that sort of stuff too much. And I said, well, I believe in the power of prayer. Something like this anyway. And he said, well, sure. <laughs> anyway, so he was, he, was, he was just dragging his foot, just hobbling down Quality Street. And so we asked if we could pray for him and he, and he allowed us to pray for him. And the, the Holy Spirit began to um, move into the Quality Street right there, outside Bocky Boo, and uh, at first the Spirit came like a gentle breeze, actually. And then the Spirit began to move like power, just going up his legs. And then I asked um, Joel if Joel could just prophesy over him. And I love the prophetic anointing, but also I love the distraction from trying to see if you're not being healed or not, and giving more time for the actual anointing of healing to work in a human body because sometimes it's the working of miracles. And uh, so 
we, pro- we prophesied Joel unleashed an awesome prophetic word. Zach is correct. Joel is very prophetic. And um, then I said, Matua, can I hold your hand? I held his hand. And I said, can you lift up your knee? Can you lift up your leg? And he lifted up his really previously weak, dragging leg. And he just held it up there at a horizontal angle. And he said, I have not done this for years. I have not done this for years. He, told, he had told the story to us. He'd, he'd fallen. He was working out at the Marston Refinery. He'd fallen off the roof uh, over eight years before. I was in a hospital for months. And um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, so for over eight years, he was just hobbling. And anyway... We, 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 we finished up. We said, well, that's Jesus, my friend. That is none other than Ihu Karaiti, Jesus Christ, to be sure. And uh, we just began to part ways. And, uh, but as we walked off, Joel and I were struggling. I was struggling anyway to keep up with him because, man, he had a new stride in his step. He was not limping no more. It was just an awesome miracle of the good stuff that God can do, of the good stuff that God can do. Because we sang that song, Our God Reigns. And it is a reality. And we're talking about our God is Jesus. And He reigns, and He reigns in your world. And He reigns not just in your world, but He reigns through your world. If you step out in belief and in faith and in simple trust and say, you know what? Lord, not only do you reign in my world, but you're going to be reigning through my world. I'm going to allow you to move through me. And there is not a single person in this building right now disqualified from being someone that carries the very power and presence of the Lord Jesus. There's not a single person in this room that cannot make a difference. I was thinking about this thought this morning. As you grow in God, a better you and a better you and a better you and a better me equals a better us. And the destiny that we have in this house, I thank God for Bethel Church New Zealand. I thank God for the people who are in Bethel Church New Zealand. I think of the greatness of the destiny of the things that the Lord has called us to do and He's called us to get into. And I think, man, we've barely even gotten started. We ain't seen nothing yet. But Lord, You have given us people with the potential to transform the world, transform our city, totally bring transformation into our city. God's plan A is the church. The church is the people. You cannot have a kingdom without citizens of the kingdom. You are the citizens. The kingdom of heaven is right here, right now. Our God reigns. It's another way of saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The Lord's reign is here in our midst. But you cannot have a kingdom without people. Without people, that kingdom is fake. Without Without people, that kingdom is make-believe. It's fantasy. It's fairy tales. But with people, with subjects to the King, which is called the church, we can get some stuff done. We can make some change. We can, we can influence a city. We can make a difference. That's you and I caught in this room, shining. Anyway, hallelujah. God is really good. Let me read Isaiah 54. Turn in your Bibles to Isaiah 54. Turn in your Bibles also. Multitask and turn to Psalms 126. Let me hear some pages flapping. And I love it how we were sort of inviting people to bring their paper Bibles to church and experience the joy of what it is to walk across the road from the parking lot, Bible under arm, loud and proud for Jesus. Not demonic proud, good proud. And bring your paper Bible. And Zach's taking me up on that. Diana, it's all right. She's reaching for her new Bible. Joel's borrowing Hannah's. It's good, Joel. It's good. Sharing is caring, Hannah. Elisa's got hers. The front row's looking pretty good there. Honestly, I cannot more highly recommend one of these paper ones. They are awesome. They are awesome. 
original OG Bibles, original gangster Bibles. Isaiah 54. Um, Let's just read verse 2. This was my dream last night. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Spare not. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your pegs. Let me read it in the New English Translation. Make your tent larger. Stretch your tent curtains farther out. Spare no effort. Lengthen your ropes and pound your stakes deep. Pound your stakes deep. How many know sometimes to go outward? How many know sometimes to expand and go wider? Sometimes you just got to dig deeper. And I believe the Lord is asking of us that we are called to expand. We're called to go out there. We're called to make a difference. You're called to expand the potentiality of who you are. You're called to enter into everything that God has called you to enter into. You're called to expand and you're called to grow. But sometimes to do that, you've got to dig deep. And sometimes it doesn't feel too good to be a stake that's pounded into the ground. I want to talk a little bit more about that a little bit later. That's right. Mike knows what I'm talking Dean knows what I'm talking about. Whew. Let's read, um, let's read Psalms 126, verse 1. This is um, a scripture for us. Can I give that to you? That was my bookmark. <laughs> this is a scripture for us. We were all in captivity in our homes. We were all banished to our homes. We all played a big, giant national game of go home, stay home. <laughs> I can feel the Holy Spirit. Eh? I'm wanting to push this pulpit further forward more and more because something's about to happen. Something's going to happen. When I, when I feel like myself pushing the pulpit more and more, it's because something's about to happen. I've started off back here, but now really. Woo! We were all confined to the captivity of our homes. The doors have opened to our homes and we're allowed to go out right now. There's some parallels, but let me read and let me share what I think the Lord is saying. Um, a song of ascents, by the way, Psalms 126 verse 1, a song of ascents in the New Testament in particular and all through our Bibles, many of the translators will put their own titles to different sections of Scripture to illustrate stories. It's not in the original text. It's just a translator's title over a text to help us, the reader, read and understand and quickly find a reference and see what the story is about. But I want to let you know that in this passage of Scripture, that is not a translator's note. It's a song of ascent that is written in the Hebrew language, a song of ascent. So if you, and I know all about what that means, a song of ascent. I've studied what a song of ascent is about the people going up to the temple in Jerusalem during the feasts. But if I just break it down real simple. If you want to be singing and ascending, if you want to go higher in your life. If you want to go higher in your calling, Paul said, I press towards the high calling of God in Christ. Paul Paul was a model for you and I in this room to press towards the high calling of God in Christ and not to settle for the status quo. Oh God, let us never settle for the status quo. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Let us never have written on our tombstones. He settled for the status quo. (laughs) He lived a mediocre life. But if you want to go higher, this this is a psalm for you. Here we go. A song of ascents. When the Lord brought back the captive ones of Zion, we were like those who dream. When, there is a when there. That means there was a moment in time where previously their dream switch had been shut down as a nation. 
There was a moment in time when they had forgotten to imagine and dream of what could be with God. There was a moment in time, and this is talking about the people of Israel, when they were held in the captivity in the empire of Babylon. And they were held as second class citizens beneath and outside of the nation of their destiny, of their calling. And they were taken into captivity and made to serve in a nation with other gods, with with demonic darkness and evil powers. They were made to serve in a nation where their calling and their destiny, it was called over there and they were put here. And they eventually became held captive to the point where I believe their dreams began to be limited. How do I know this? Because this Scripture says, when we came out from the captivity and we came back to Zion, we became as dreamers. There was a when, their dream switch had been broken because the circumstances of their captivity and the fact that they were living just as like second class citizens in another nation, had begun to eat away at their dreaming capacity. And so they began to, because of the restrictions over their lives, after year, after year, after year of restrictiveness, they began to allow the borders of their dreams to be limited by their circumstances. And they said, well, maybe this is just our lot in life. But a time came There was a moment when the dream switch flicked back on when we became as dreamers. And I'm here to prophesy and declare to you this morning that now is the time and now is the season for the dream switch to turn back on again for you. That's what I'm here to say to you this morning. Now is the time to dream the dreams again. Now is the time when circumstances after circumstances, after years after years of not thriving, but only surviving, of of you being pushed back and held down, which has limited your dreaming, there is a season to dream again. And I believe now we're living in this moment where we have a divine opportunity to extend the borders of our dreams. In my dream last night, I saw the tent pegs go over these concrete boundaries and be smashed down into the ground. And I saw a massive expansion taking place. And it's time to dream again. And see, what had happened is Israel, they had been, they had, they had been in captivity, got taken back. Empires had shifted Prophets had prophesied. Praise God for the prophets. Because the prophets never allowed the circumstances of their captivity to restrict them in their visions and in their dreaming. But the prophets were few and far between. Most of the people had given up on their dreams that they would ever get out from this captivity. Praise God for the prophetic anointing. Praise God for the prophets that refused to budge and kept dreaming a dream with God of a greater day for our children, of a greater day for our generation. Praise God. You see, when they were restored back to Zion, they weren't restored back to a Zion that was a perfect Zion. They weren't restored back to Zion like it was back in the days of Solomon when it was glorious, when it was flourishing, when it was filled with the abundance and the wealth of the nations and the temple was there and the presence of the Lord was dead centre in the nation. They were restored back not to a glorious Zion. They were restored back to a broken Zion. They were restored back to a place of broken down walls, broken down city, broken down temple, yet they became as those who dream. (sighs) Yet they became as those who dream. The prophets kept holding on and they became as those who dream. (sighs) Friends, 
Brothers and sisters, if you're in the church of Jesus Christ, you are not in the lineage of those ones who let go of their dreams, but you are in the lineage of the prophets that dared to dream of a better tomorrow. You are in the lineage of those that see the broken down cities and the broken down walls and the broken down temples and the place where the presence should be but isn't as strong as what it should, what it is, meant to what it's called to be. You are in the lineage of those that even though they see the holes and they see the gaps and they see the brokenness, yet they are dreamers because it was the dreamers that shifted empires. Ask Daniel. But there is such a challenge on your dream right now to bend your dream to the circumstances and limit your dreaming. But I'm here to tell you we're in a new season. The... the spirit of dreaming came on them. You see, the reason they were freed from captivity was because behind the scenes, the Holy Spirit was at work. And the Holy Spirit is the spirit of dreaming. In the prayer meeting this morning, Elise was quoting a, out of the First Corinthians where the dreams that the Lord has for us, the things that the Lord has for us, we haven't fathomed. Yet it is the Spirit that takes of these grand dreams that the Father has for each of us and reveals them to us. How does He reveal them to us? We just find ourselves imagining a better tomorrow with the Spirit of the Lord. And we realize that the presence of the Lord was there. And the first sign in Acts chapter 2, which was the day that the Spirit of God poured out upon humanity in a whole new way of pouring out. And the first sign and the first evidence of the Spirit of God pouring out, Peter, on that day when the Spirit came in front of 3,000, he said, "Um, I will pour forth of my Spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my bond slaves, both men and women, I will in those days pour forth of my spirit. They shall prophesy. What does that mean? The first thing that happens as the spirit comes upon your life is that whole prophetic realm of visioning a better tomorrow awakens within you, awakens within you as the Spirit comes into your world and you dare to dream a new dream with God. And you dare to dream beyond the limitations of what your circumstances are speaking to you about. And you dare to partner with the Spirit of God and you dare to dream with Him. And I'm asking you this morning, dare to dream of the Lord this morning. Dare to dream of what does a city look like when the people of God carry the presence of God and release it into the city? What, what does it look like when the sound of worship as we're walking around our streets is emanating from home after home? What does it look like, a city in revival? What does a church in revival look like? I dare you to dream. What does your life look like when you bust through the concrete bounds of the limitations that are trying to hold you back and you dare to partner with the Spirit and the dream that He has for your life and dream it through again and dream it through again, dream it through again. Hallelujah. I asked for a few people to um, prophesy. I asked Elise. I asked Stephen. I asked Joel. Whew. I asked Tita. I asked Anne. I don't know if you got my text, Anne. But if you could, if you could jump up. No pressure. But if you guys could jump up and I just want to prophesy for some people. Because I feel like the prophetic anointing is the dreaming anointing that untaps... Destiny for people. I'm just, 
I love what um, T.D. Jakes says. One of the things I've been meditating on from the bishop, one of my, one of my favorite all-time preachers. He says, um, I'm thinking about stakes being pounded into the ground, holes being dug, digging deep to expand. He says that you could be forgiven for thinking that being buried and being planted, you could be forgiven for thinking that instead of being planted, you're being buried because burial and planting, they look like the same. Right at the start, you you dig the hole. You get the soil out. You put the seed in and then you bury it over. But the difference between burial and planting, and now, and now here's what I'm speaking for some of you who feel like you've been buried. For some of you who feel like you've been pushed down under the dirt and it went a little bit dark and you couldn't see the way forward. You could be forgiven for thinking that you were buried. But the difference between burial and planting is that burial is designed for you to stay down there for good. And planting is designed for you to be transformed into everything that you've been called to do. It is planting, planting looks like burial. Some of us feel like we've been buried, but we haven't been buried. We've been planted. And I'm telling you, the seed being planted is about to burst forth and a sapling is about to come forth in a new way. And when that seed, there's no growth, no growth, no growth, no growth, that seed is just sitting there. No growth, no growth, no growth, no growth. And then something happens, bam! And then it just sprouts out. There is an acceleration of growth right now for you. And I have noticed this thing, that when dreams die in a believer, Growth dies in a believer. When a believer plateaus, they've lost their dreams. And I've also noticed that when a believer stops dreaming, they stop growing. As well as when they stop growing, they stop dreaming. Dreams and growing are connected. And I'm here to tell you that we're in a dreaming and growth season. Right, let's prophesy over these guys. Right, why don't you guys stand up? Let's start down here. Just call, call out a person, have them stand up, and we just want to go for it. Okay, well, first of all, um, I just want to say, so it's, so, it's such an honor to be up here. For all you guys who don't know me, I grew up in this church, and so every time I get invited up, huge honor. So thank you, guys. Um... Okay, oh, I just felt the Holy Spirit saying so many things to me. And I was like, oh, what do I, who do I go for? What do I say? Um, but I think, can I, Sierra German, can you stand up? Um, can, can I actually get all of you guys just to put your hands towards Sierra just as I prophesy and speak into her life? Sarah, I, I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying to me that the stage of your life is set and He's just waiting for you to walk on it. I, uh, I feel like you've been waiting for something, but I feel like sometimes it just takes a step and then the waiting comes. Like what you've been waiting for is actually like in the step of taking it like a leap in the dark that you actually find what you've always been waiting for. It was just after that leap. And I, I felt like uh, like... You were, you were called to stand out. That's why I asked you to stand up. Like you were called to actually be seen and heard. And I, I believe like uh, there's something on the inside of you that you, you know is there. You just weren't sure initially how to access. But I felt like the Holy Spirit was actually calling to the depths of you. And he was like, what was going to take five years, I saw happening over the next year. And I feel like there's a, a season shift about to happen in your life where God takes something and He actually accelerates inside of you and he, because He trusts you. And I, I actually see there's been like days and days of like just being before the Lord and, and like in love and in intimacy, like moving with Him and walking with Him and talking about Him things. And I've, I feel like there's been a desire you've been like talking about and like 
walking through and I, I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying like, it's there, but it takes a leap. And the stage is set. It just takes a leap. Um, and so I, I'm not prophesying who you are today. I'm prophesying who I see you coming. And I believe none of us have seen Sarah yet. Like there's a, there's a side of you waiting to come out that's going to blow us all the way. And it's not like you haven't shown who you are. There's an authenticity, but I just believe there's so much more. And so, Holy Spirit, I, I just pray right now for courage, for the leap. And I pray that right now, Holy Spirit, that you would actually bring signs and wonders that would confirm what I'm saying. God, I ask right now for just something to stir inside of her that would just speak of, of that depth. In Jesus' name. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amazing word, Stephen. My quick spiel is to apologize for my croaky voice this morning. And that includes the singing. I'm not in shame, but I'm sorry about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry I've not met you properly before. But what's your name? Ainsley. I believe I'm stepping out of the word knowledge this morning, but I believe I saw your husband, who's normally here, isn't he? You could I don't know, what do you think, Andy? If you, yep, okay, I'm gonna come back later. I received um, the text from Andy this morning that he w- would like me to come up here and do a preparation. And the first thing that came to my head as soon as I got that text and read it was red. So I want everyone in the room who's wearing red to stand up, please. So everyone, yeah, Lisa's, <laughs> Lisa's already up here. So yeah, so everyone in red, standing up. Excellent, okay. Um, so ever since I got the word red, I started praying, Lord, what do you want to release on these people in red? And I got 1 John 3. So in your own time, because I haven't got time, you're going to go away and read 1 John 3. I believe you're all in different stages of 1 John 3, but I feel that God is laying a ministry on you of one, to receive His love in more ways than you've ever, 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 ever grasped, because His love is absolutely out there. And also you're going to be people who are going to pass His love on in such a way that you are going to have incredible words for people in season. You're going to, have, you're going to see into situations and know just what to do um, with the love that He's put in you for these people. And you're going to see lives transformed because you have stepped out in boldness and released His love. It also talks about in 1 John 3 how um, we are no longer sinless. We are totally in Christ, totally set free from sin. Everything that could hinder us has been broken off us. It is already done. It is finished. And I just want to speak over your lives. You're all in different places in this too. That sin has totally been broken off your life. Anything that you think is holding you back is gone. It is finished. You are in victory. You are a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. Okay? So I just want you to know that. And also I really believe that God is also laying a foundation for you to set other people free that so many people, even Christians, walk around in bondage because they don't know who they are in Christ. So I want you to encourage you as you read John, 1 John 3, that you are going to find out who you are in Christ, that you are no longer sinners, but you are saints, that you are godly, that you are set free from that. And you are also going to walk in seeing others walk into their freedom because there's a mantle on your life that you can pick up today and you can run with and you can see people go free because of what you guys carry. So I just want to encourage you, go out and speak. Spread the good news. So good. Come on. I'm I'm sorry, my friend, that I haven't met you properly before, but what's your name, please, sir? Jordan. I believe I saw young people around you, and I believe I saw you as a teacher. Are you a teacher? Yep. I saw you. you, uh, As part of your job, do you teach physical education to some degree? Yep. Are you... A coordinator of staff in some, to some degree, like a department head or something like that. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I saw I saw you dealing over a season with a lot of issues with staff that had been hard for you. Dramas and things were going on, and you were constantly resolving it, and it was tiresome for you. And the Lord has rest for you, man. And he honors he honors you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw your whole family. Did your family move from another region to come here? And did you have to leave the children's grandparents behind to some degree? And is that that's been hard? 
I saw for your family, and the Lord has, the Lord has grace on that whole situation for your family. It's not going to be resolved in the natural, but there's such a flow of the Spirit coming to your family that it's going to heal those places. So I just release a flow of the Spirit over your family. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I'll pray for you guys at the end if you wouldn't mind. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you're a legend, man. So good. Kia ora, everyone. Um, <laughs> I've never done this before but in front of so many people. But um, actually, I did have a word for Summer, but she's not here. So I was going, oh, great Lord. Um, but Emily, God went and um, brought, your attention, uh, brought my attention to you. Concerning um, your... Your ministry time when you go, God's going to really um, build you up and, and grow you to become independent where um, you'll be able to live on your own and, um, you know, be able to do things for yourself. And um, God is going to really do a mighty work in your mind. There's going to be an absolute healing. Is it DTS? Is it DTS you're going to? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, praise the Lord. Well, God is gonna God has actually sent you there to grow within yourself, where you'll be able to live independently. And um yeah, hoping to see you come back and be able to just um set us all on fire some more. So yeah. So Papa, I just um I agree with the word that you gave me for Emily Papa Tua and I just speak it into her life. The growth and um yeah, the the healing in her mind, in her body and in her soul, Papa Tua, that everything you've spoken out to her, Papa Tua, is gonna happen and has happening already in the name of Eucharite. Amen. Awesome Tita! Woo! Come on and come over this side. Come over this side, come on. I'm a bit more centre. Oh, Marina, everyone. Um, oh, uh, I want to um, ask if there's anybody who is in the house who um, has any ailment, um, anything in their body that they're carrying that um, is in the feels like in the too hard basket. Um, it could be cancer of some type. It could be something that um, medical um, professionals are struggling to know about. Um, or you may know of somebody who is in that line, going down the line of um, trying to find answers about some ailments. So um, if that's you um, and if you feel comfortable to stand... Um, or if you want to intercede for somebody who is going through that, if you, I invite you to stand, um, take the opportunity to stand in the gap um, for somebody that's significant or someone you know of. So, Father God, if, if people around, if, would you like to just partner or put, um, with the people who are standing? That would be great. So, Father God, I, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus and that Jesus gave his life so that we can have abundant life. And we pray for every person here or represented here. We pray in love and humility. And we pray for the healing of Jesus to come on, over their body in, in a way that... Um, that Science may not have answers, but you have answers, Father God. We pray for Jesus to come and heal areas that are struggling. We give those over to you right now. And we pray that your Holy Spirit will come and manifest itself and bring testimony of healing in this house and to those around. So we pray now in the gap and we say, come Jesus, heal, because you are our precious healing Jehovah Rapha and glory. Amen. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. Take a hold of some of those prophecies and dream on them. 
I'm going to finish up in one minute. Before I finish up in one minute, can I have everyone just close their eyes right now? Because what I want to do is I want to make sure if there's anyone here that you know that you're not right with God, but you'd like to be right in relationship with God, then I want to make sure that you have an opportunity to get right with the Lord. And so while every eye is closed, if you're here and you know that Jesus is coming into your world, tapping on or knocking on the door of your heart and saying, would you let me in deeper? Would you let me into your world? I want to come in and forgive you of every sin. Would you let me into your world? If you know that the Lord is calling you back to Him or calling you to Him for the first time, while every eye is closed, could you right now lift up your hand if that's you? Who is there that would lift up their hand and say, you know what, it's time for me to say yes again to Jesus. Is there anyone here? I'm just scanning across the room. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed, is there anyone here that would just lift up their hand and say, you know what, it's time for me to say yes to the Lord. It's like it's like you know that you need the forgiveness of the Lord to wash you clean. You know that you need to say, Lord, I'm coming back to you. Who is that? I think there's at least two people in this room that the Lord is calling and He's saying, hey, it's time to come back to me. Is there anyone? Just slip up your hand if that's you. Thank you, sir. I can see your hand. You're on that on that side of the room. Thank you. Is there anyone else? I believe there's at least, two, actually there's two more people in the room that the Lord is coming to you right now by His presence, by the invisible Holy Spirit and just saying, hey, come on, it's time to get right again with me. It's time to get back again with me. Who is that? Would you lift up your hand if that's you? Would you lift up your hand if that is you? Let me see. Thank you. I can see your hand. Holy Spirit, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit. Amen. You can open your eyes. I believe the Lord's calling two other people as well. But what I'm going to do is an altar call. And on the altar call, it's real simple. Can we just put some background music? I'm not going to call the worship team up because I've gone over time. Um, a, a simple altar call. You thought that you were buried. It went dark and you lost sight. But you've actually been planted. I want to pray for those ones who've been in that darkness of being planted. The second altar call is, you know it's time to dream. You know that your dreams have been restricted and you stop dreaming the dreams that you had at the start. That's my, that's my second altar call. So why don't you stand up right now and if the Lord is calling you in any of those three areas, you gave your heart to the Lord, you know that you're, it's time to be planted. Realize that you've been planted, not buried, and it's time to dream again. I want to invite you come to the front. I want those ones who prophesied. Can you guys come up to the front here with me and just pray for people and our leaders as well? Those of you that prophesied, just come up to the front. Zach, I'd love for you to pray as well. Uh, and then we're just gonna we're just gonna pray for people. The rest of you, I want to say this: God bless you. God loves you. You're amazing. This week, take some time out to dream. This week, take some time out to dream of what your life looks like with God and you walking together. All right? Amen. God bless you. Church is done. Those of you that want to receive prayer, come up and receive prayer. Love you.